All right, all right, all right. We're going live in five, in four, in three, in two, in one. Yo, 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 tell me what you know. Welcome to the Sunshine Show. Woo! Tonight, I have a very, very, very special guest for you guys. I have the one and only, the most phenomenal, the most fabulous, the most Bowie of them all, Justin Olstevik of Justin Olstevik Art. What's up, Justin? Hey, what's happening, Sunshine? Thanks for having me. Yeah, man, for sure. What have you been up to today? Uh, just been hanging out with a dog. Um, Working on some artwork. I work on artwork every day now. So that's a blessing. So, and now I'm here. Very cool. What kind of dog do you have? Uh, he's a pit bull mix, a brindle. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Very cool. Uh, yeah, I kind of just chilled out and hung out with my animals as well. So we have a lot in common, Justin. A lot in common. I actually was able- I love your pig. Thank you, all for William Nelson Cantu, the first power. Um, let me actually hop in here really Very quick. cool. What kind of dog do you have? Ooh, hang in there with me. All right, cool. So, Justin, I actually found out about you after you did the artwork for the house that Bradley built, uh, which is the collaboration album that Law Records put out. Um, you know, and there was a bunch of covers of Sublime songs. There we go. Boom. Um, and that's how I found out about you. And then you also do a lot of design work for Underground Roots and Scott Wise. Um, I have this sticker right here, which you were actually wearing this shirt earlier. It's under oh. that hoodie. What's up, Lindsay? <laughs> I see you, girl. Um, tell me a little bit about how you got in to working with these huge artists that you're working with right now. Um, well, it didn't, it didn't start out that way. Um, I well, think you want to start uh, at the beginning, but however you want to start it, this is your show tonight, Justin. <laughs> yeah, I think, um, I've been doing this for about 10 years. So, uh, I think I first, I first got started. Um, I was actually living in Brazil at, at the time I was teaching, uh, art and English down in Brazil with my, my girlfriend at the time, who's now my wife. And, uh, while I was down there teaching, um, I had all this extra time on my hands in the evening. So I was just messing around with Photoshop and learning how to design and do things like that. And uh, I just did the artwork for um, the peer.org. Um, it was early on, it was back like during MySpace page days. And uh, they had this really, I hate to say it, but like really terrible logo. And so I just did them up a logo on my own time, sent it over to them and was like, hey, you guys wanna use this? And if not, no hard feelings. Um, and they went with it. So that, that was on the peer.org. And then uh, I got a few jobs out of that. Um, one of which was uh, Scott, uh, Scott uh, Woodruff from Stick Figure. And uh, yeah, and that was like 2008. So, you know, and back then I really didn't know what I was doing yet. I was kind of just figuring it out as I went. Um, I moved to Miami and started working with um, a reggae promoter in Miami. I was doing a lot of like reggae flyers, um, like Roots Reggae. Uh, anyone, anyone from Florida knows Culture Shock music. Um, and if you know Culture Shock, I, I worked with Culture Shock for about five years. Um, okay. And so if you ever kept a flyer or had a cool shirt from Culture Shock, chances are you know, that's probably my artwork. Um, and that's really where I, I learned how to be 
uh, a graphic designer was with like culture shock and just doing like little flyers and handbills and um, you know, just putting out a lot of out output and just kept, you know, kept chipping away, kept getting better. Um, I moved to California about 11 years ago. And when I moved out here, I, I started working for a hot rod magazine um, called good guys. And I was their graphic designer. And then I started being a photographer for them, which for me, it was super rad because I'm a, I'm a car guy. Like I'm from, my family's from Detroit and uh, like my family is like a blue collar, like family. They, they uh, like my great grandfather worked on the assembly line at Chevrolet. And so to be able to work for like a hot rod company was super cool for me. I just love American old hot, hot rods and low riders. And, nice, um, dude. I love that culture too. It's like a whole vibe. It's a whole thing. Oh yeah, for sure. For sure. And so I worked there for a few years and then, uh, it kind of was like, I couldn't go anywhere in the company. Like I was already being a photographer. I was already doing graphic design. There wasn't really anywhere else for me to go in the company. And it was a great job. It was, you know, 40 hours a week. I had a 401k, you know, health insurance, you know, all of that good stuff. And, uh, I quit, I, I quit after two years and I went and worked for, um, a record label here in Oakland. Actually I'm in San Francisco right now. This is my studio. Uh, but where I live is in Oakland. Um, I worked for an effable records and they managed stick figure and they managed Kali buds. And at the time they were managing a lot of hip hop. So I got to do artwork for like hieroglyphics, which is like, I've been listening to hieroglyphics at the time for over 20 years. Like I got, I, I love them. And now I live in the same city they do. And I got to do a, the single artwork for, PBGBs, which is a song they released probably in 2013 or 2014. And up until the house that Bradley built, that was like my my like most epic uh, project I ever had was hieroglyphics. So, um, and just kept kept going. And so here I am now, and I'm still trying to do my thing. And uh, it's a it's a slow climb, but I'm getting there. Yeah, it seems like it. Shit. So what was it like transitioning, you know, from this like job where you're getting all these benefits into this sort of like freelance work? Is that what happened or did you just start working for Inevitable right after the Hot Rock magazine? Yeah. Um, yeah, I quit. I quit and went immediately over to Ineffable Records and uh, and that was like a part time job. So, I mean, I really wasn't. I really wasn't making a lot of money, but I was doing a lot of really great artwork and uh, I started incorporating more of my hand style. So I started drawing a lot more, I started doing more illustrations. And throughout the year, I got to work with a lot of people on the music roster. And then I realized, you know, if I really want to, you know, do this for a living for the rest of my life, uh, I need to get better. So I went back to school and uh, I got my master's in illustration. And it was like the best decision I've ever made is I went in kind of an okay artist and I came out like I can draw anything now. So, um, yeah. So I took a little hiatus for three years and uh, came back. Yeah. Wow. Fuck yeah, man. You are a example of somebody following their dreams and making it work, you know, and 
Oh my God, I can't even imagine. Now you're working with like the coolest people. I see you dropping artwork like every week for different artists that are hitting you up. I mean, what does it feel like to be hit up by the people that like you look up to and you know, you're listening to their music one day and then you're designing their artwork the next? Yes, it's pretty crazy. And you know, I find out a lot about other artists that I don't know who necessarily know who they are. And they contact me for artwork and I, I start listening to their music that way. So that's kind of cool. But for like the bigger artists, yeah, it's pretty crazy. It's a, it's like a, it's kind of a surreal feeling. Um, I remember when Paul Millsbury from Law Records called me uh, about the house that Bradley built initially. And we were talking on the phone. I mean, I can, I remember like exactly right where I was in my truck in a parking lot uh, having this conversation about doing this artwork for the house that Bradley built, uh, Bradley's house, the Noel Family Foundation. And, you know, I'm, I graduated in the year 2000. So Sublime's self-titled album came out uh, the summer before my freshman year. And pretty much that was my whole energy through high school. Like uh, it was Sublime. And then, you know, I bought the longest barrel ride the year that it came out. And then the Long Beach, the Ball Stars a couple of years later, like that was like the music I was listening to back in the day and Bradley Noel being a huge like idol of mine to be able to do artwork that like honors him it was it was pretty crazy and actually this this piece I'll show you I got it right here um this right here was gonna be uh the cover of the house of Bradley built but they didn't want to go with Bradley's likeness so I did the artwork anyway and I colored it and I sent it back over to them and said, hey, take a look at this. Maybe we can put it on the inside of the album. And so they sent it off to Brad's sister, Kelly, um, and Papa Noel, Jim Noel. Uh, I guess he looked at it and was just like, like, that's awesome. Let's do it. And he even came up with the, he has this um, beautiful quote down here. Um, and anybody, you can still buy this poster, by the way, at Law Records. Um, and he has a beautiful quote. And I got this nice little email talking about how impactful the artwork was and how even like the family was just loving it and like that that I don't know I don't know how I don't know where I can go up from here <laughs> right could you read us yeah. could you read the quote on the poster uh it's pretty long but I, I will say um the last part of it is um thank you all for helping keep my son's music alive Jim Papa Noel so I think that in itself is beautiful so I love that. We actually have Kelly Knoll joining us tonight. What's up, Kelly? Hey, Kelly. Um, I actually want to jump in the chat really quick because you have a lot of people here supporting you. So let's reach out to them really quick and say what's up. We have um, Luigi. We got Weege in the house. We got Enrique from Ross Rebellion. We got Terry Lloyd, Christina Kim. We got uh, Jen Armstrong. We got Lindsay. We got Nene Ram. Uh, the whole fam bam, Janet Eason. Um, Catherine Benson, what's up, Kat? Thank you guys all for hanging out with us. I have a few questions if you'd like to um, start answering some fan questions. Yeah, sure, sure. Justin, are you joining or have you joined the NFTS generational movement? Uh, I guess not. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I need to Google that. What is that? We yeah. explain. I don't know. That's, that's, a, that's a tough one. I don't even know how to answer that. 
Um, sorry, I'm trying to go back up here. Josh Ulrich also said, what's up, Justin? You do such amazing art. And I feel like everybody here agrees with Josh on that. Your art is so eye-catching eye-catching and so distinguishable and I swear like if you look at some when I see like a picture pop up like on my Facebook feed like I can automatically tell whether or not it's a Justin Olstevig art piece. <laughs> nice I love it I love it yeah I stay busy I try to. Oh well, hell yeah dude um tell us a little bit about the artwork behind you. Um yeah so after I went back to grad school. Um, I wasn't, you know, being in grad school for illustration at the Academy of Art in San Francisco, I didn't have any time to do anything else other than what I was working on in grad school. There was just, there was so much work. And uh, so after I graduated, after three years, I graduated in um, 2017. So starting in 2018 is when I got the studio space. And I started like painting, like these are all like paintings. So a lot of the work people see on mine, like on Facebook and what I do for other people, that's all like illustration. That's all digital artwork um, that I can send files to people via email. Um, so the things that are actually wall hangings um, are something that I just kind of recently started doing. And I always work in this style. It's wood panels. Uh, I paint them with different shades of stain. Nice. And they get outlined with uh, black ink. I have I have this skateboard here. It's the same. It's the same type of uh, energy, same like style. So it's you can see it's just different um, shades of stain, and then you can tell it's you know see the gold leaf. Uh, yeah. That so, is so cool! Oh my god, dude! Fuck yeah! That's like so unique. Where did you think of that? Uh, I I don't know. Like I, I definitely wanted to do something very unique uh, or different. I mean, it's really hard to do anything different, really. So, uh, and I know I didn't, I'm not a painter, so I know I didn't want to paint like with, with pigment and like all that, even though people don't know this, uh, I'm an art teacher. So I teach kids how to paint, <laughs> but I don't like to paint personally. So um, I, I wanted to figure out how to do something that I haven't seen before. And I wanted it to look like it could be 80 years old, or you could also think that was made yesterday. So it kind of has this like antique look, but it's also like new school. So. Um, I kind of have that like marriage going on and I don't, it's my influences on it. I don't know. Like I have a lot of influences when it comes to my artwork. Um, you know, I'll just name a few people that like stand out. Um, and I know sunshine you're familiar with Jim and Jimbo Phillips. Uh, oh, yo, Jimbo. I love yeah. Jimbo Phillips. Uh. Yeah. And his pops, Jim, Jim, Jim Phillips is really like the guy I, I was really looking at to begin with. He did the the screaming Santa Cruz hand, if people don't know. And then Jimbo is his son. Uh, if people don't know that it's a father-son duo. I think it's so cool. Uh, Actually, they, um, sorry not to interrupt you, but Jimbo's son is also following in the footsteps and he's um, also his own artwork now too. That's super rad. Oh man. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. And so, yeah, that, that kind of style, that skateboard style. Um, there's an artist out of San Francisco named Jeremy Fish. Um, he's also kind of like in the skateboard realm. Uh, he does super like original artwork. Um, but then I have like more classical influences like uh, Diego Rivera, who's like an old muralist from the thirties. Um, uh, Jose, Jose Posada, who's like a, a old uh, illustrator. And if you don't know who Jose Posada is, Google his name, Google image. And when the images pop up, you'll be like, oh, okay. Yeah, I know who that is. So 
uh, I kind of meshed a lot of like new school, old school and try to put them together. Wow, dude, that is so fucking cool. I love it. I love watching you post things on your social media. I mean, you find things like paintbrushes and make art out of them. Like what? Who does that? You do that. <laughs> uh, that's true. A mousetrap. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to think of a paintster. So yeah, anything, anything that's around me, I, if instead of throwing it in the garbage, I'm like, well, let's dip it in paint and see what happens and we'll work on it. <laughs> Dude, hell yeah. Let's see. Terry Lloyd says, thank you for hanging out, Justin. Your art is amazing, and so are you. That's thank you. Thank fun. you. Uh, we got Art House. We got Mike Torn, Jay Schwartz. Uh, you actually designed the Love for the Bass Kids um, shirt that I'm wearing right now, and I absolutely love it. Um, and you did the logo for my Sunshine Show as well. And yes. <laughs> And you are just such a fucking rock star in your own right. And um, I can't thank you enough for just everything that you're contributing to the community. And man, you're fucking badass. Um, okay, so Weege gave us the answer to what we were asking him. Hmm. He said it's a non-fundable non token. Wait, a non-fundable token oh. is a unit. Yeah. You know now? I, no, I'm not. The answer to the question, no, I'm not. Uh, I tried to, you have to have like some type of weird currency to get that going, like a bit, uh, like a Bitcoin type thing, but it's, it's not Bitcoin. Uh, yeah, uh, haven't got on that wave yet, but I'm, I'm familiar with it. <laughs> kind of. Weech says artists are literally making millions on it. Musicians too. I think Justin's work would be timeless in an F NFT format. I agree, Weech. Mm. Yeah, I got to figure out how to get that, that currency thing going. Hell yeah. Nanny Ram says, so beautiful. I'm in awe of your work. Kat Benson says, Justin, my mama loves all your stuff. Mama is tough. I love that she loves your stuff. Do you burn any wood or do you just stain? I don't. I don't do any type of wood burning. Um, I do I do kind of play around with carving. Um, like, I'm a printmaker too, so I, I work with, like, a lot of um, like lino cuts and things like that. Um, th those are like prints you can do at home kind of really. And, uh, so you're, you're pretty much carving that way, but wood burning. No, uh, I think it's cool. I probably will at some point just haven't got there yet. <laughs> oh yeah. Let's see, Matt. I read Justin is the man. I met him in Greensboro years ago. Um, during the homie Trey Styles, glad to see all the success indeed. Ah, Trey Styles, yeah, R.I.P. Yeah, uh, Matt Irie, yeah, I know him from uh, my undergrad days, where where I went to school in North Carolina. Yep, what's up, Matt? Wow, super cool. So, how hard was it for you to make the decision to go back to school and get your master's? Um, kind of a I mean, it was rough because I mean, I'm I'm still paying that that off, you know. Uh, <laughs> but I knew I knew I had, I knew I could be better. I knew I had the ability to be better. Um, I just have never been classically trained as, as to be uh, an illustrator and how to draw. I went to school on my my undergrad. I went to uh, school for design, so I was doing everything from painting to sculpture 
to uh, photography and developing my own film in the dark room and, and things like that. So I was kind of like all over the art world and never really dialed into any one thing. So as I started working as a graphic designer and started being an illustrator, uh, I knew I had the love for illustration, but I didn't have like the actual techniques and the tools in my tool belt to back it up. So I knew I had to go back to school. And the nice thing is the Academy of Art, you know, not, not very many places teach illustration anymore. It's kind of like a dying art. And, uh, but the Academy of Art in San Francisco, uh, they still offer you know, a whole program in it. And so I went back to school and it was crazy. Like as soon as I was in class and like learning, like my art jumped, like, I don't, I don't know how many levels, but I didn't think you can jump that many, could, I didn't think you could skip so many levels. And like, I, I was producing artwork that I always could see in my mind, but I couldn't produce. And so, uh, but again, you know, I had to go from making money to no money and it was hard. It was tough. Um, I'm not gonna lie, but well worth it. Uh, I think it's really cool that you got your master's in illustration. My son is actually graduating um, art college this year with a degree in illustration. Um, All right. Yeah, so I think that's really, really cool. And I did notice when he started college that his art skills just jumped dramatically and everything that he was doing. And I'm so proud of him. Lucas, if you're watching, I know you're not. Maybe you're listening on the podcast. I know you don't, but I still love you. <laughs> um so when did you awesome. when did you move to san francisco uh i moved i moved from so we uh my girlfriend my wife now and i like i said we were living in brazil and while we were in brazil my wife got a job in miami so we were in brazil for about five months so we didn't we didn't have an apartment to come back to you know we didn't everything was packed up so she got a job in, in Brazil while, uh, in Miami. And so I was like, let's do it. Let's move to Miami. So we come back instead of going back to North Carolina where I met her, uh, we moved to Miami. And I, I, lived, I lived in Miami for maybe two years, maybe not even quite two years. Uh, super rad experience. Like uh, I love Miami. I love uh, like the, the Cuban culture, the Haitian culture, the Jamaican culture, the, the whole like Caribbean vibe. Um, Miami was dope. Uh, I had a good music scene, but it wasn't my speed. Like it didn't have the things that I was looking for. And uh, so my wife, again, uh, the job that she had uh, at the time was in, in Coral Gables in Miami and they moved their headquarters to San Francisco. And I remember her coming home and was like, yeah, they're, they're, they're the headquarters moved to San Francisco and they all want us to move. And I was just like, eh, yeah, let's go. Like I was, I was, I was stoked on it. I was like, I, like, like I said, I love Miami, but like California, I was like, that's, I knew that's where I belonged. So uh, we moved out here in 2010 or 2009, yeah, somewhere around there. And uh, we moved straight to Oakland and I've, I've lived in Oakland ever since. I, I love Oakland. I love San Francisco too, but um, Oakland's where it's at. Like I feel Oakland is like really just like San Francisco, really culturally diverse. Um, that's another thing I love about this area and uh, just all the different like different types of people kind of like hitting the same intersection. Like it's really cool. So I'm really influenced by like different cultures and the people around me. So, uh, and that's why, and that's why we moved out here and I can't really see myself moving ever again. Like this is the, I think the eighth or the seventh or eighth state I've lived in 
I've lived in California longer than anywhere I've lived before. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm putting in roots. That's where I'm staying. Hell yeah. Um, I know Scott Woldruff, is that how you say his last name? I think so, yeah. And uh, Collie Buds, don't they have a studio out in Oakland? Yeah, it's actually Green Day's old studio um, in Oakland. Uh, I don't know if it's called The Cave, but you walk into it. It's like, it's like uh, if anyone's ever been to a rainforest cafe, it's kind of like when you walk in, you feel like you're in the rainforest. It's like you're in a cave with all these like fake leaves growing everywhere. And that's how Green Day had to set up. Oh, wow. And, yeah. And so when Green Day, they moved out, um, Ineffable Records moved in. And that's also Stick Figure Studio. Um, Scott, I think that's where he records the recording studio there. Kali Buds uh, records in Stick Figure Studio. Um, yeah. And that's and that's right. Right in Oakland, too. So. Hell yeah, dude. That's so fucking cool. Um, woo -woo. All right. We got some questions for you. We got Lindsay in the chat. Lindsay, I love you. Let's see. She says, is there a style of art that is different from your own that you would like to master? Yeah. Uh, wood carving. I feel like that's like the next step. Like, um, and I don't mean like reliefs. I mean like full on like skull. Like you, you ever seen those videos of the guys with the chainsaws? Like, yeah. I don't know. I think that could be me. Oh, <laughs> hell yeah, dude. You can do anything you put your mind to. And I totally want to follow you on your journey to making wooden bear sculptures out of chainsaws. <laughs> yeah, you'll see me at Black Bear Diners all around California. <laughs> uh, Darren Tennyson asks, what piece of yours is your absolute pride and joy? Hmm. Uh, well, the, my favorite artwork I've done by far is, of course, the house that Bradley built. Um, I love the cover. I love the inside image of Brad. Um, I love the cause that it's for. Uh, and I'll, I'll toggle back to that. Uh, in case anyone doesn't know, and I'm sure they, they have, because I know you had Kelly on here. Um, the Noel Family Foundation, Bradley's House, it's going to be uh, a rehabilitation center, I think, in the LA area for people in the music industry for opioid uh, rehabilitation. So it's a beautiful cause. It's something that we probably wish Brad had, you know, 25 years ago or, wow, how, however long it's been. Um, and so, like, years. in honor, so it's, it's uh, you know, to be able to put artwork for something that actually means something. Like you can't do anything better than that. So that by far is probably my favorite. Oh, I love that so much. Uh, yeah, you could really couldn't ask for a better cause. Um, Kelly is actually saying thank you. Um, yeah, you can still purchase this by the way, guys. Compilation CD. There's like 50, I think 50 covers on here. Um, you can see it's a three disc set. You open it up, you can see the images of Brad. Um, and all the money goes to the, the Noel Family Foundation, Bradley's house. Uh, and if anyone out there is a fan of Sublime or loves like the Cali Roots scene, or even if you just want to help support um, opioid uh, addiction rehab facility, you need to go buy this. There's, there's really no reason not to. Listen to the man, drop what you're doing. Um, actually, don't drop what you're doing. Just open up an extra window and make that purchase <laughs> today. Uh, Kelly said you just made her day. Uh, 
Thank you, Kelly. Um, and actually, the next question is from Kelly. How did you get started doing artwork for musicians? Um, so, yeah, I kind of touched a little bit on that. Um, but the real deal was how I really got started is, like I said, I moved to Miami and I knew what I wanted to do. I wanted to work with music. Uh, and really, that's really the only scene I could probably get into because nobody was going to hire me as like an in-house designer. I didn't really know what I was doing. So uh, I was kind of just learning it as I went. And I, I remember I went to a club in Fort Lauderdale. Um, Fat Cats? No. Uh, the Culture Room. I think it was the Culture Room. And I think it was like a iration show or uh, I can't remember. But anyway, I was back at the back bar and I noticed this guy at the bar and I knew who he was immediately because I, I, as soon as I moved to Miami, I kind of Googled like what was going on, what the scene was, you know, where, where are the skate parks, where, where, where's the like music scene, uh, you know, where are the cool beaches? Like I was trying to figure out everything I could right, right, right from jump and found out like immediately about Culture Shock and Lanso. And he's a pretty unique looking dude like if you know what he looks like you saw him at the bar you'd be like oh yeah that's him and so I saw him there and I remember walking up to him being like hey I like what you do this is awesome uh I'm a graphic designer um I like to work with you I like to do some flyers for you and he goes no don't need you I already got a, I already got a designer and I kind of like put my head down and like walked away and I was like nah fuck that and I turned around and I walked back up to him I'm like yeah dude but your, your flyers are trash and I feel a lot better and you should, we should talk. And he goes, immediately he went right to money. Like how much you charge? And I was like, kind of put me on the spot. Cause I didn't, I didn't know what I charged. Like I haven't done this yet. <laughs> so I just threw out a number and he like cut that in half. And I was like, all right, let's, let's just, let's just chat. And he's like, all right, well hit me up tomorrow on MySpace or something like that. And you know, so I did. And that's kind of how we got the ball rolling. But you know, that, that really is when I really started doing a lot of design work and I was doing like five flyers a month for culture shock. So it was like, you know, I was really pumping out a lot of stuff and getting a lot better. Uh, and that's really how I got started. And then I started working with a lot of other bands from Florida, uh, pretty much any like reggae ish band from Florida. They probably either worked with me directly or indirectly. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So big shout out. I know you had uh, Mick from spread the dub. You know, I did work for them. My favorite band from Florida is Jaffe from Miami. I did a lot of work for them. If you guys don't know about Jaffe, please check them out. They're like super rad, like roots reggae music. So yeah, that's kind of how I got started and then just kept going. If you had to like give us a roundabout number, how many musicians do you think you've worked with so far? Hmm. Well, here's the other thing. I did a lot of gig posters for a venue I know you're familiar with, The Catalyst in Santa Cruz. Um, in fact, the guys from Ineffable Records were the talent buyers for The Catalyst. Yeah. And so uh, I was doing a lot of gig posters, like, you know, if e E40 was coming through or like Too Short or like Ziggy Marley or Talib Kweli, you know, so I was doing all these like gig posters for one night at The Catalyst. So th those are kind of like indirect, like I'm not really working directly with the artists, but it's for them. And then with artists I've worked with directly, I, I a lot. I think at this point it's a lot. Uh, and so I, I don't even know. I mean, it's well over a hundred. I know that. So oh, I don't. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, I would say so. I just feel like you're dropping new designs like weekly, if not for one, multiple artists. Um, so I love that. I love your drive. Uh, could you tell us a little bit about your work ethic? <laughs> so uh, I, I got good work ethic. <laughs> I don't know how else I'll say it. Uh, like part of, and I would, I would, this is my advice to anyone who wants to like do this type of work is, yeah, you're gonna have to hone your skills as an artist. That's that's a for sure. But uh, you're also gonna have to be a really good business person. You're gonna have to like get back with people and email them back. Like you can't leave people hanging. And uh, if you don't like typing, get over it. Like start typing. You're gonna have to type a lot of emails and like you're gonna have to converse with people and tell them. And then you're gonna have to walk them through the artwork a lot of times. So it's 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 a it's a really multifaceted, especially as a freelancer. Uh, it's, it's just me. Like, I don't have anyone helping me. I don't have any, I don't have anyone like sifting through my emails and, and things like that. So, uh, you have to learn to, to be a good, uh, worker in general, just like email people back, be a good communicator. If you're going to be late with something, text people, um, be good with your timelines. And, uh, for me, I knew this was like my only thing that I really excelled at. Like I couldn't really see myself doing anything else. So, uh, if I wasn't going to put my like 100 into it, I, I really saw no point to even like take another step further. So for me, it's just like, I'm full steam ahead and I, I love making artwork. I love making artwork for other people. I love when I email people the artwork and they're just like, fuck yeah. Like they're excited and they're, and they're loving it. And like, that makes me feel good because I want the artwork to, to work for other people. So like, that's the relationship. And that's what I, I love about being a, a freelance illustrator. How do you get like the ideas? Cause I know when you sent over my three designs, which you guys still haven't even seen the third one yet, that's going to be a huge reveal. Um, I, dude, I just loved every single one of them. And I just thought like, how the hell did he come up with the ideas, you know, to make these designs? Yeah, that, uh, that's just kind of, organic i don't know how, i don't know how that works uh and i think one thing that i don't know if it makes me unique as an artist i know there's a lot of other artists out there like me um but i try to like try new stuff every every time like i i use i you'll see reoccurring themes in my artwork and you'll see reoccurring imagery but for the most part i'm really trying to come at things differently every time so you know i still want it to be in my style but i don't want people to like like for example, if my artwork's hanging up, all my illustrations are hanging up in a room. I, I would I like the fact that people could walk in and be like, yeah, I think three artists probably did all this work instead of being like, oh yeah, it's all the same artist. So, and and I think that keeps me versatile too because I want like you know if I'm working with two different bands and you know, I don't want their artwork looking the same, and I'm sure they don't want their artwork looking the same either. So, uh, yeah, always trying to find new ways and 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 uh, and new ways of like mashing things together. Um, and I don't know, it just, it just, it's just there. It just comes. You're just gifted. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Um, yeah, you are, you're going back to work ethic. I've noticed that you are just really on top of it and you just, oh, I, I just, the way you do your business, I fully recommend Justin, you guys, if you're looking for artwork, hit this guy up, dude, fucking A plus results. You will not be let down. I 
guarantee you 100%. Kelly Knoll actually says that she's gonna start a band just so that you can do her artwork. Awesome, awesome. I'm sure, I'm sure, I'm sure you'll give it like a really clever name too. Yeah, Kelly, what is the name of the band gonna be? We need to know, I'm gonna play bass, she's gonna sing, she pretends like she can't sing. <laughs> just by talking to her i know she has the voice of an angel uh, an absolute goddess and soon everybody will hear it because we made a bet if i raise ten thousand dollars for the Knoll family foundation she will sing for us and i am going to raise mm -hmm. that ten thousand dollars guaranteed boom love it love it <laughs> Uh, let's see, Lindsay is asking, how long does the design typically take for a client? Uh, if, if it's like a home run, like if it's, so, you know, some of my clients are really easy to work with and some of my clients are, I wouldn't say difficult, but you know, there's, there's more back and forth going, going on. And then occasionally every once in a while, I'll have a nightmare client client and you know, the nightmares are like, you know, 98% of my clients are, are super rad. And then 2% are just like, Ugh, I'll never work with them again. But really? yeah, Ooh, yeah, the stories. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I won't, I won't mention any names. I, I won't, I won't, you know, call anyone out. But uh, so I, I think, I think if it's a really fluid design and, and like the sketches are really good and, and like uh, the people are really feeling it, like it could be, it could be like seven days. It could be 14 days too, but usually I try to get it within those parameters. So uh, I teach, I teach three days a week. Um, I teach in San Francisco. Uh, I have about like a hundred, a hundred students and uh, spread over a, a few days in a few different classes. And so those days I'm, I'm, I do a bunch of artwork before I go to uh, teach. I teach in the afternoon. So I get it there like around three, three thirty, and I teach until like nine. And uh, so so those times I'm obviously teaching, but like all the rest of the week, if I'm not doing anything, I'm, I'm working on art. And especially like during COVID, you know, I'm not doing a lot, you know, I'm not traveling. All my, all my plans got canceled. So uh, yeah, it's pretty much just me posted up on the couch with my iPad drawing my wife next to me, our pit bull, you know, like that's, that's like a usual night. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah dude i'll just say it one more time when you did my artwork i feel it took like a day and the next thing i know and it maybe took a few days but i was just blown away and every time you send me a design i'm blown away um so he comes highly recommended with great references <laughs> <laughs> thank you thank you um let's see kelly no i'm never gonna forget about that bet because the world needs to hear you sing right justin yeah, I can't wait. <laughs> okay, I had a question up here earlier from Weege. With music and art being so synonymous in your life, do you ever get the urge to learn or do you already play musical instruments? Um, so I guess like when I was a kid, uh, I learned how to play a guitar, like a little, like a tiny bit of learning how to play guitar. I was like, oh, I'm not feeling it. That's not me. So then I got a bass. And I was playing that kind of the same story. I was like, I liked it better, but I'm still like, uh, I don't know. I like, I'm a rhythm person. So I think that's why I like the bass more. Um, and by the way, like my favorite thing about all the music that I love are like the dope, like bass lines. So oh, yeah. bass lines are what, 
Yeah, baselines to me, like I know bass is like the last thing people listen to. So like for me, and I'm not just saying this, you know, cause I'm on your show, uh, it's real talk. Like when I hear music and it has just like a really rad like baseline, that's what I'm, that's what I'm dancing to. That's what I'm, that's what, how I move. So it's like, but that, that wasn't, that wasn't really what, like, I don't know, it didn't come natural for me to actually play a bass. So drums, I started, I learned drums. I had a roommate in college that had some drums and uh, I, I started learning a little bit on those. And that I think is probably what I should have kept with is drums. Like it, it just felt a lot more natural to me. Uh, I, I like to keep in the rhythm. So it was, uh, I think if I kept, if I, if I kept with it, like I might, you know, be a decent drummer. I don't know, but uh, I never, I never really kept with, with actually playing instruments. Drums is not easy. Um, funny story that everybody already knows that watches my show or listens at home. Thank you all. I love you. I wanted to play drums because Donnie Wahlberg from New Kids on the Block played drums and they put me on the tuba, but that led ultimately to me playing the bass guitar. So it's all good, Justin. Okay. You don't have to rub it in my face that you can play the drums. <laughs> uh, Kelly, I don't see your band name in the comments. You guys, what is Kelly's name, band name going to be? We need to know. We need to start <laughs> signing the artwork, you know? Uh, let's see. Do you find the artists in your area are competitive or supportive? Mm, I think it's all love. Like we all understand that uh, this is a, this is hard lifestyle. Like you know, to be to be an artist, it isn't like. I mean, I, I love my life and, and how and how you know I have to work hard, but like I have a like pretty a pretty cool lifestyle. So it's like. I, I like that and, and every other artist, we're all just trying to get by. Like there's room for all of us. So I don't think anyone's trying to like push anyone out, out or, and be aggressive. Um, and really it's all love. And, and I think, uh, and one of the things I think is important also for an artist, if you wanna be an artist, is you need to live someplace where art is, is, is worth something and, and it's thriving. Like, I, you know, if you wanna be an artist and you're stuck in a, in a city or a town or or a place that it's just nothing happening and you really want to pursue this you're gonna have to move you're gonna have to move somewhere like you're feeling the, the strength of the vibe and 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 uh you're seeing other artists out there thriving because that's that's what encourage encourages you to move forward and that's what encourages me to move forward because i see other people out there doing it and i'm like oh they're doing it and they're right next to me so why can't i do the same so it's like this um this thing you kind of like build off each other directly and you know indirectly so very nice yeah that's a great answer um kelly gave us the name of the band and for those who are listening at home yeah, what is podcast, kelly noel is uh the late great bradley noel's sister his uh younger sister which sure. younger sister sister um so the band name is apparently going to be called sunshine and some other people kelly no you can't leave me sunshine and some other people yeah <laughs> i'm feeling it <laughs> kelly i can't wait to hear you on that my girl yes i'm so glad that you have agreed to do this and uh, sunshine and some other people that's fine but you're still going to be in the band yeah uh, let's see. Is your wife artistic as well? Is there something you guys can share together? Yeah, uh, we met in art school. So she was in all my art classes. Um, so she, she definitely is, is a creative person. And 
also, you know, one of the reasons why I've, I've been able to do what I do is because, you know, my wife 100, 100%, 120% uh, supports me in, in my art. So she's kind of coming from that same realm. And so she understands my wife doesn't actually uh, produce artwork like I do, um, but she's very creative. She's um, she, like I said, she has the same design degree I do. So we were all taking the same classes. So she's very talented. Um, but uh, she, my wife has a, a full other like set of like skill sets that I, I don't have. So, you know, she, she's doing her own thing and, and, and really excelling at that. And, you know, even though we have the same degrees, you know, we, you know, where my strengths are, uh, she has a to fully different like set of skills that I don't have any. So like we play well off each other, I think in those terms. Uh, so, you know, she's like the, the calmer one that will like, uh, be like, Hey, don't send that. E like the other thing is like, uh, when you have a problem <laughs> client and you want to send an email, I send it over to my wife, Lauren. I'm like, Hey Lauren, take a look at this email. Uh, can you read over that? Is, am, are they going to catch feelings on this? And a lot of times she's like, Oh yeah, no, you can't, you can't send it. <laughs> it's not, not that I'm being mean it's just like it's probably like very direct and you know and I, and I might have a little like you know just depending on the relationship but yeah uh but yeah she's she's very talented um and she and if she wanted she could like you know pick up a paintbrush and paint um she just you know she got other things she likes to do so very nice we have Kim Rodriguez in the chat what's up Kim thank you for hanging out with us she yeah. asked did you go to school in Michigan? One of the kids in my school in Woodville, Ohio, her mom says she went to school with you in Michigan. So, uh, yeah, I did go to school in Michigan. Uh, I, I was born in Fort Wayne, Indiana. Uh, and then my parents moved to a, a small town in Ohio, Marysville, Ohio. And then my parents moved to another small town in Michigan in, called Richmond, Richmond, Michigan, uh, just like north of Detroit. And then I moved to the Chicagoland area, so in Illinois. So I kind of did like this full circle the Midwest by the time I was like, you know, 17. Wow. And uh, yeah, so yeah, I went to school in Michigan. Wow, it sounds like you've been everywhere. Is there any place you haven't lived? I've never lived, well, I was gonna say I never lived on the East Coast, but I did because I lived in North Carolina and Florida, but I never lived in like the Northeast. And uh, yeah, so <laughs> maybe. Okay, but you are now uh, growing roots in Oakland. So that opportunity has passed. Yes. But yes. you can go visit, that's fine. Um, <laughs> uh, tell me what was your favorite band growing up? Uh, yeah, so when I, I, like I was old enough, like I remember when Green Day first came out, Dookie, like, uh, that that changed everything like I remember when that came out that was just like what what is it and then like you know the offspring and like I think the Foo Fighters came out shortly after that and you know there was all this like great kind of music bubbling up and then uh when Sublime came out actually the funny story is about Sublime is that me and my friend uh we actually kind of knew a little bit about Sublime before they blew up and I always I always thought that was kind of cool because uh, my friend's older brother had um this uh huge record collection he, he was from phoenix uh, arizona and he moved back to michigan he brought this really great record collection and in his record collection he had 40 ounces to freedom and i remember we go in at night pull a few cds out to go listen to 
um, you know, when we were like in eighth grade. So, you know, like what, like 14, 15, something like that. And uh, I remember going through the record collection and found 40 ounces of freedom and I pulled it out. And the only reason we listened to it was because I remember looking at that artwork and just being like, what? Like, I, I was just, I, I remember just staring at it and then like looking closer and then like seeing all the details and was just like blown away. So, which by the way, Obi Ortiz is also one of the, one of the biggest influences for me early on as an artist in high school. I used to tear out all the Sublime uh, albums and draw, re trace his artwork, redraw it, draw it my way. Like, um, and so I, I remember pulling that out just based on the artwork and then listening to 40 Ounces of Freedom. And I remember as a kid thinking like, you know, Smoke Two Joints was funny and, you know, Date Rape and those songs like were like kind of like, whoa, as to like a little, you know, kid. And then I remember that summer, self-titled hit the radio, uh, What I Got. And I didn't really put it together. When I heard what I got, I remember being like, whoa, what is this? This is, this is really cool. And then I was like, I heard who it was. And I, I started putting the things together. And I was like, oh, that's, that's the same band. Oh, okay. And so through high school, it was either Sublime, Slight Stupid, Long Beach, The Ball Stars. And if I wasn't listening to that, it was like Wu-Tang, uh, like Hieroglyphics, uh, The Far Side. You know, I was really big into like underground hip hop. So yeah. Uh, and still am so like and if it wasn't those it was punk so I would, i'd be listening to like you know pennywise and rancid and like the suicide machines and like that kind of style and then also the the skull the skull scene was kind of dope too so i like you know goldfinger and, and like those type of bands so that's kind of what i was listening to early on and then when i got into college you know my my art like my art and my musical taste kind of expand a little bit and start listening to the different genres and uh, started getting more into like roots reggae and um so yeah like but it's hard to say like a favorite band <laughs> i don't know like I, i've been listening to a lot of kabaka pyramid uh uh jamaican reggae artist who's phenomenal like i i think he's the great the greatest of all time i feel um uh i, I love jay book uh he's a phenomenal musician um but you know i also like you know a lot of hip-hop so i listen to a lot of hip-hop too so um yeah. Nice. Well, that is quite the variety of music there, Justin. Okay, you guys, it is giveaway time. The first person that can tell me what Justin's main source of medium that he uses for his paintings is wins some really cool Bass Kids merch. Drop it in the comments. Can I say oh, yeah. that? Can I, I do a little giveaway? I just got like, uh, I'll do like a little sticker pack giveaway. Yeah, I don't know how to do it. I'll even throw this one in here. Woo! Woo! Yeah, these are my stickers mainly, except for Sunshine's. Oh, dude, <laughs> those are, I love the one of your faces, super sick. Yeah, actually, I just got these today. Hell so. yeah, dude. Are you going to get that yeah. tattooed on your shoulder? <laughs> well, I do got, I do got the, I don't think you can see it. So if you guys ever see that signature, you know it's my artwork. <laughs> Have uh, you ever put on like any art shows? No, I'm pretty lame that way. I don't. I don't really. Prom I'm. I'm gonna be better about it. Like I'm. I. Uh, I think I'm gonna try to start doing like festivals. Um, I really want to link up with Cali Roots just because I've been working with them, and you know they're right down the road from here. Uh, 
but you know, I haven't really like all these paintings behind me. I've been building all these up. Like I've been working on these for like three years and I haven't tried to sell any of them yet. So, um, I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do with them. I can't keep them. So got to get rid of them somehow. Yeah. Yeah. So, I haven't been that I think you need to put them up into some museums. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. I had an artist, Peregrine Honig, on here uh, way a few months back, and she had all of her art in all these like crazy museums. And I'm like, holy shit, dude, like, how do you do that? But it can be done. So you better have some of your art put into some museums in the next coming years, Justin. Um, can we reword uh, the question? Maybe you can um, tell it to us a little bit better. I don't know if medium was the right word that I was looking for. Medium's good. Some people don't know what that is though. Uh, I'm a, so I'm an art teacher. So these are the, these are the reason why I know these things. Uh, so uh, medium is just like what people work with, like whatever, you know, whether it's paint, whether it's, um, you know, clay, whether it's uh, spray paint, you know, a lot of people work in a lot of different types of stuff. So, yeah. Perfect. We got Brendan Clemente in the house. We got Jessica Harper. What's up? Uh, let's see, Kim Rodriguez, always looking for that signature, just added your Cali Roots t-shirt to my collection. Nice. Awesome. Kim, it is not clay, but good guess. Lindsay, it's not wood, but really, really good guess, you guys. Um, what is the main source of, what is the main medium Justin uses on the paintings that you see behind him um, in most of his original artwork? We talked about this at the beginning of the show. You guys will win some really cool base merch um, stuff. And Justin has a really cool sticker pack to give away too. Um, so just drop those guesses in the comments section. Uh, let's see, Joseph, I was confused thinking about mediums as spirits. <laughs> Love it. Uh, Lindsay, you are correct. He uses wood stain for his main source of media. Lindsay is a freaking like three or four time winner of the Sunshine Show merch. She is my number one stunner. Uh, good job, Lindsay. Uh, Jesse says paint markers gold. You did actually say you do use your paint markers, right? Yeah, I use um. Yeah, paint pens, um, the deco, deco paint pens. Uh, yeah, those are those are those are like to get like a thin black line. Like, I mean, you could you could paint it, but uh, you know, I'm an illustrator, so I draw a lot. So I like the feel of like like a like a marker type feel in my hand. So yeah, it's just a paint pen. I use gold paint pens and black. Um, but yeah, those those because like when you do stain, when you do stain on wood, when you put the stain down, it stain will always bleed like an eighth of an inch to like a quarter inch so you always have to stop the stain before you want to because it'll bleed into wherever it's going so when you have like stain bleeding into each other it, it makes the image really fuzzy so when you come through with a black outline it just like everything becomes crisp awesome brandon clemente have a good night brother thanks for hanging out with us so jesse bettis says he's an old old friend of yours Oh yeah, Jesse Barris. Yep, yep. Uh, again, that's that's those, those are my Michigan people. Hell yeah, hell yeah. Um, 
Cool. So what is the best piece of advice you could give my son who is just about to graduate um, next month, actually, with his college degree in illustration? And since you have your degree in illustration, who would I ask but you? Uh, yeah, and this, I think this goes for pretty much anything. It's, it's, it's kind of it, every artist has to take their own path. So you can't really copy what someone else did. But um, I can say where I got ahead or where I started getting some traction was uh, I was basically reaching out for all of my clients. So I would go on Facebook and just message artists that I wanted to work with and be like, hey, I'm an artist. Uh, you'll, you'll probably want at least a few strong pieces to like show them like, hey, this is what I've been working on. Um, and just leaving them a comment and chances are you'll never hear anything. Like I, I used to do that a lot and I didn't, I never, I would never hear anything from anybody, like hardly ever, but every once in a while you would. And that, that was enough. Like when I worked for uh, Ineffable Records, uh, the reason why they reached out to me and asked if I was interested in the job was because I think like a year prior, I messaged them on Facebook doing just that. Like, Hey, I'm, I do this. I'm local. Uh, if you, if you need me, I'm here and never heard anything back from them. But like a year later, they responded to my message and then I worked for them. So just not being afraid to go out and, and, and like go after what you want. So that could just be like emailing people or messaging them on like social media or like talking to people at shows, talking to bands, uh, walking up to promoters, um, and really, you know, starting to become familiar with these people. Um, that's what I know, like, at least on the music side of it. Yeah, that's great advice. Um, and then did you like get an internship or anything like to help you or you just did it all yourself? So uh, like I when I said, I worked for, uh, I worked for the Hot Rod Magazine, Good Guys. And uh, that was a full-time in-house graphic design job. And I didn't, I didn't really have the chops for it. And I didn't, I didn't really have the resume for it either because I never worked in-house before. And if you haven't worked as an in-house designer, they probably won't hire you. So where I got my in-house experience was, you know, again, because I live out here in the Bay Area, um, there's a card company based out of San Francisco called Minted, um, which is a, actually a really great company, female owned. Um, and they, they're like, you know, they're like Shutterfly's competition, which by the way is where my wife, my wife works. Um, yes. But, but they do like Christmas cards and all that type of stuff, like customized. And so during the Christmas holidays, they would, they would hire like uh, temps to come in and just like proofread like Christmas cards and stuff and like, you know, move images around a little bit and just like signing off on stuff. And so I got, I got a job doing that. I didn't even know, I had to know InDesign for that job. I didn't know InDesign. I lied on my resume, said I did. They hired me. I didn't know what I, I was. I asked the person next to me, hey, how do you, how do you do this? I don't know. And then, but I learned within a day. It's not, it's not super complicated. So, uh, but that gave me my like in-house design and I only did that for two months, but it was enough to have on my resume to get me a little bit more uh, attraction. But that's, that's if you want to be an in-house designer. Uh, if you're a freelancer like me, you don't even need a resume. Like your, your artwork, your catalog is, is your resume. So I don't, I don't do resumes anymore. Like I don't, thank God. Cause like cover letter, ugh all that stuff. I, <laughs> everybody knows that's the worst, right? So, but early on, if you want to get an in-house design job, those are things to go, like try to find places that are like temporary. Um, a lot of times they'll hire people with no experience or little experience. Um, 
people used to say get a job at like a print printmaking place i never agreed with that though i don't think that's you might learn some programs but i don't i don't know that's a little different so that's that's what i would recommend very cool thank you so much um if you had like a dream col like collaboration with like any band you know that you could pick who would that be what would that look like dead or alive dead or alive dead or alive well uh, you know passed away like easy bob marley just because i mean that seems like an obvious answer but just because of how much impact he has on the planet and how much of like uh like people always think of his music was just like happy and fun but he was like a freedom fighter and he was fighting for all the right things and so you know to be be a part of that of course like that's that's who i would pick you know i i i look at bob marley as like a freedom fighter and someone who stands for something so yeah that would be like of course but a lot i don't know that's that's tough probably someone's super current and what i i don't it, it's tough for me because you know i work with artists that are up and coming so i might be working with musicians that are like recording their very first single and then i'm also working with artists who have like six albums and so i gotta come into it and i do come into it with the same energy it's not like oh these guys are elevated so i'm gonna put all my time in them and these guys down here no like because my artwork has to stand for itself on on its own every time so every time i'm trying to hit it out the park and you know because you know if someone sees your artwork no matter who it's for that's the one time they're going to look at it i want it to be great every time so uh it's it's hard to say because if you work with a musician that's up and coming then you got to work with them early on and you you got to see them flourish and now they're like maybe like a household name that's cool but on the other hand working with someone who's already established um so one thing i did i i to, i cherish to this day is i did a, a festival poster in florida and the headliner was Buddy Guy, um, legendary blues man. Yeah, um, rocking Shy Town. And so, like, to do that for Buddy, like, to have my artwork associated with Buddy Guy, like, that was like, you know, that's, that gives me the chills. That's those 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 opportunities are great. And I'm not working with him directly, but it doesn't matter. Like to me, it's still amazing. Yeah, um, that gave me chills. Woo! <laughs> At home. <laughs> oh fuck yeah dude um and what about um like up do you have like any like upcoming like things that you're working on that are like really exciting or hmm yeah i can't really say what stuff is but um i'm working on something with kevin bong uh, i've worked with kevin k bong quite a few times uh he's He's, he's been a great supporter of my art. Um, and so he's, he's one of my clients, like one of my favorite clients, just because I work with him all the time and we kind of have a relationship. So I'm working on something with him that, that I don't know when that's coming out though. That, that could be a while. Um, I just finished up artwork for urban life, which, uh, it's actually kind of like one of my favorite pieces of artwork I've done in a while. And it was all their idea. He wanted, you know, Samuel wanted like this bachelor pad kind of vibe. And uh, I was like, yeah, that's, I haven't done anything like that. That sounds like fun. Um, it got really so, cool. I really liked the way it came out. I was like, uh, damn. Yeah, it turned out great. 
Cool. Do you plan on having like a clothing line anytime soon? Like a merch line? When can we get some Justin Olstevig like hoodies and hats and socks? Yeah, kind of. Uh, I've always, I've always kicked that, that idea around and it's just like, I don't want to deal and I don't know if I even have the ability to deal with that on top of making the artwork. Like I, I stay so busy making art. Like, I don't know where I would find time to like get a printer and get the merch and then like mail it out. Because again, I'd be doing it all. Like I don't want to be like, you know, getting my assistant, Hey, you know, <laughs> mail it out. Uh, so like doing, doing all that. I think it's just like, I try, I try to uh, actually avoid that, but at the, at the end of the day though like it has to happen at some point I feel just just because like you know I do so much artwork for other people uh and you know why you know why not make artwork for myself and try to do it so like um it's probably gonna happen I don't think I have like the the space to do it right now but yeah <laughs> maybe not right now but pretty soon in your future I see it I can see it now I'm manifesting it put it out into the universe it's happening folks so uh stick around because very soon you guys we are gonna have some really cool merch from justin you guys we've already gone over an hour uh if you guys have any more questions drop them in the chat we're about to wrap this up i do appreciate everybody hanging out with us darren tennyson jen armstrong brendan jessica harper jesse Vettis, Terry Lloyd, Lindsay, the whole fam bam, Margie, Kim. I mean, you have a lot of people here supporting you. Is there anything you want to tell all your friends and family that are here hanging out with you or listening at home? Yeah, uh, I, I appreciate it. Uh, much love. Like I, um, as, as an artist, uh, people just liking my images and leaving nice comments like that that, that means that actually means a lot and so like you know you, you start to feel people and a lot of a lot of the same people start to comment and a lot of the same people start to like stuff and uh it's it's really nice like it's it's uh to know that people are, are paying attention and looking is always great um so yeah i'm always real thankful for the people who like my artwork i'm always really thankful too uh from my clients because i don't pick my clients you know my my clients reach out to me and for the most part, you know, I've, I've been blessed with the people I've worked with because everybody has been super rad, um, including Sunshine. Um, so, yeah, it's it's uh, it's like that. <laughs> so you guys can pick up this Base Kids shirt in the in my Etsy shop. Um, I will drop the comments. I will drop the um, link in the comment section. There's a lot of other cool stuff. Um, I'm about to put up the Sunshine Show logo um, shirt that Justin did, and then I'll be dropping some new stuff later on as well. So looking forward to this. It's been so nice working with you as well, Justin. Um, you guys, I love all of you. Uh, let's see, Darren, Justin, you are as cool as they come. It's been a pleasure getting to know you, brother. Best of luck in your super bright looking future. Aww, thanks, guys. Completely. Uh, Kelly, Noel, love getting to know more about this amazingly talented man. Thank you so much. Kelly, we love you. Oh my God, is that your baby? This is Rudy. Rudy. Say hi to your fans. Hi. <laughs> you should put them on the big. Yeah, he's a sweetheart. Oh. Yeah, I'm a total, total dog lover. <laughs> Animal uh, lover in general, mainly dog lover. Yeah. 
Me too. That's why I put up with my ridiculously annoying but lovable pig. <laughs> yeah, I, I've always wanted a pig. And so I saw the photo with you and I was like, is that your pig? Uh, that's How old is, is your pig? He is about three years old. He weighs a whopping 200 pounds and he likes to sleep with me at night. Yeah, he really likes to sleep with me too. So that's great. <laughs> He also likes to eat all of my clothing, my furniture, and anything else that I leave out to get. He eats clothes? Oh, yeah. oh man. That's, I, don't, I think it's funny. I hope he's okay. He's fine. Are you kidding me? It's a pig, dude. Well, he likes yeah, they can digest anything, right? Yeah, like like regular farm pigs they get up to like a thousand pounds and they can apparently like bite through bolts and like bones and stuff like that so no they're like very they're he's oh, yeah. fine mafia used to always like feed humans to like pigs because they would eat the bones and everything uh-huh what is that for fight club right or something like that yeah oh yeah i can't remember what it was yeah all right guys we're going to get wrapped up. This was so much fun. I hope that you'll come back on the show again soon. And especially when you're about to drop your merch line, please come on the show and announce it here first. What is the number one thing that the viewers at home, the people listening at home can do to support you? Um, well, share my artwork, like it, maybe comment on it. Uh, as long as it's, as long as it's all like positive vibes. Um, and, uh, if you ever need, if you know anyone ever needs artwork, like I'm always, I'm freelancing. So like, I'm always, my door's always open. Um, I'm always willing to take on new projects. doesn't necessarily have to be music. Uh, I'm doing like, I'm working for, I'm doing artwork right now for the Ford Paquette, uh, Avenue plant in Detroit, Michigan. It's like the, uh, it's like where Henry Ford built like the first model T. So it's like a museum. Uh, and I'm doing artwork for them right now. So it's like, it doesn't have to be. In the music scene, I'm, I'm always willing to do other stuff as long as it's, you know, uh, respectful. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, that's, I think that's the best way to support. Hell yeah. You guys make sure and go follow Justin Olsevig. And uh, do you have an art page yet? Or just an Instagram? Do you have an Instagram? Instagram, yeah. Just my name, Justin Olsevig. And I have a website, Um, That's just my last name, O-L-T-E-S-V as in victory, I-G.com. Uh, yeah, when you got a weird name, you can just put a .com at the end. You know it's not taken. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then how would somebody be able to purchase one of the pieces behind you? Uh, yeah, so like I said, I haven't really been trying to sell it. I'm trying to actually buy, I'm in the process of buying a house. So in Oakland, and if anyone's familiar with the uh, housing market in the Bay Area, you know, it's nuts. Uh, so yeah, I'm gonna have to start generating some funds. I think, I don't know, I might start doing lives and trying to sell these things. I I really don't know. Like, I don't, I'm still trying to figure out like the avenues on how to do that. So I don't know if I can sell them through social media or if I need to start getting them up in galleries. Uh, but yeah, I, I got to figure that out. Awesome. Well, I can't wait to buy one of my very own Justin Olsevig. I just like saying your last name, original <laughs> art pieces. Uh, thank you, Lindsay, for dropping uh, that website in the comments. Um, all right, guys, we are going to get out of here. Uh, you guys keep smiling. No drinking and driving. Don't be spreading rumors and playing games of telephone. Nobody likes that. Um, pick up a paintbrush and, and, and paint. 
and, and pick up a bass and, and play some music, or if you're Kelly Knoll singing in the shower, you know, <laughs> do whatever makes you happy as long as it doesn't hurt yourself or the people around you. You guys, tomorrow night, I have Carl Harvey of Toots and the Maytals. Um, super excited about it so i hope you guys can join us tomorrow um all right justin you want to wrap it up buddy yeah uh thanks for everyone tuning in and uh yeah just be on the lookout for new artwork i'm always i'm always putting out new stuff and uh yeah i can't wait to be back on the show and i'll be tuning in tomorrow for sure hell yeah all right bro you have a good night we'll see you next time thank you so much sunshine appreciate it yeah bro thank you so much